0: Global Broadcasting Networks presents Coach Talk Radio. Create the time, money, and lifestyle you want with tips, tricks, and techniques that get you started today from some of the best internet minds in the business. Now, here is your host, internet brand strategist, Sandra Beck.
1: Hey guys and dolls, this is Sandra Beck and we are in episode 2 with J.M. DeBoard about dreaming to success and now I know that sounds weird for a lot of you it did for me at first and then I started thinking about how inventions occurred, about where great ideas came from and it didn't seem so weird and I'd like to introduce to you uh, J.M. DeBoard now if you guys like uh, today's show know that there's a part 1 on Coach Talk Radio and you can also find it on iTunes, Um, you just Google Google it and and it'll come up. But uh, J.M. DeBoard is known as the Rad Owl, the Reddit.com dream expert. And he's the author of the Dream Interpretation Dictionary, Symbols, Signs, and Meanings. I have that book. And it's three books in one. It's a dream dictionary, a guide, and an encyclopedia. And it offers a complete source for understanding the meaning and significance of dreams. And he also wrote this book called Dreams 1, 2, 3, Remember, Interpret, and Live Your Dreams. I have a copy of that book. And that book is how I first came across J.M. And... um, um it's interesting because dreaming is free (laughs) dreaming is fun everybody dreams like it's like one of those things where you found like you know hey wow breast milk i'm sorry breast milk works and i don't have to buy all this stuff from the store and you're like wow that's cool and that's how like i'm sorry jay i'm to equate you with breast milk but you know the end of the day it's like we all dream we all have dreams and you know we can use what we have and you know other than the price of your books which i must say are very affordably priced um you can start doing this stuff for yourself and there's so much online and people can find you and and read your analysis and the stuff you've done for me is just wild like i totally dig this and have fun um and today we're going to talk more about creating success through our dreams so welcome to the show
2: well, thank you, Sandra. And thank you for that introduction. And um, I'll take the analogy with the breast milk. That's okay. It is something, <laughs> you know, your dreams are free, you know, they're that they, you get them nightly. And the only expense really is the time and effort and energy that you put into understanding them, which is a little bit, for people who are new to this, it can be uh, a big push at first. But, you know, like the, uh, the proverbial ball that gets rolling, once you start practicing dream work, then the uh, at various aspects of it become easier, such as remembering your dreams and then understanding what the symbolism means and pulling the significance out of your dreams so that you can use them as a guide for your daily life.
1: Well, and I'm going to be here, I'm like your test monkey, Um, because when we did our last show, um, I don't know, we've done a bunch of shows together, but in between shows, I really try to practice what I've learned. You know, I feel when we know better, we do better. And... I just did what you told me, I think it was on this last show, you know, that you just set an intention to remember your dreams in the morning. Well, three out of six times last week, I remembered my dreams. Like, I woke up, and they were clear, and they were there for me. And what was interesting, JM, the analysis you made of the first dream, um, which essentially for the listeners who haven't heard that show, was about... I'm leading into something great but I'm not really sure how to get there and I'm not really sure what I'm doing. So that was what some of the the dream analysis revealed to me when I looked at the subsequent dreams and of course my dream journals up in my room right now so I can't go from my my studio into my bedroom to to bring it down but that theme was prevalent in all of the 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 other two dreams that I remembered that week I was in a very powerful leadership position, but there was uncertainty as to how I was going to get there there was it, it was it was neat to see the theme come true and I realized after these three dreams jam I translated into my business, and I sat down and I made a I made a blogging schedule for myself. I made a outline for the book that I want to write. And it's all, you know, it all has to do with the same topics. But I started to feel a little bit in control and I haven't had, um, it's been five days since my last dream like that, that I remembered of being in a leadership position and not feeling uh, a, a great knowledge base on how to do it. So I, it, it, I think it made those dreams disappear.
2: You know, awesome. Or they progressed because you got the message. Your dreams, uh, they they have an agenda for you, and they want to get their messages across. And once you get the messages across, your dreams can then progress to what the next step is. So, for you, from the dreams that you described last week, was you began on Air Force One. You were talking uh, to Melania, Melania Trump. Uh, You uh, were talking about what you would do to defend your children and then in the next dream you were looking for your car in a parking lot and you knew that the car was there somewhere but you were having difficulty finding it and we equated that to the idea of you're on a plane with a famous leader so this is talking about a destination that you're trying to get to in your life it's related to leadership but also how you lead your own life. And then the car is more about the day-to-day activity that you use to make progress in your life. And so what we determined from your dreams was that you have this vision that you want to get to, this destination that the plane is taking you to, but you were unclear or unsure about what were the day-to-day steps that you can take to get there. So you then took the information from the dream and said, okay, I'm going to make a plan. I'm going to make a schedule. I'm going to look at every day. And when I wake up, I'm going to know what I'm doing in order to get me to that destination. That right there, Sandra, that is classic dream work. That's how you pull the meaning out of your dreams and then take the next step to live your dreams in the sense of make them a part of your daily life, take to heart, the messages and act on them. That's great. Awesome.
1: Well, in the follow-up dream, I just remembered one of them was, and again, I'm on an airplane and I'm on an airplane with a bunch of Marines
2: and college students.
1: Why there's college students and Marines, that's up to you. But but there was a problem with the navigation system and I was I was all involved in this intricate, you know, I can't even read a map, okay, just so we're, we're clear here. And I have worked with Marines for 25 some odd years, but, I, you know, I, I have no business, you know, working on this navigation system, but I knew that I could solve the planes navigation problem and i remember thinking you know the marines you guys just have to follow and do what i say and i was teaching these college students on a plane about navigation systems and i knew i could fix the plane but i didn't know how and again it was that same recurrent i mean i i see a similarity between those dreams don't you
2: Oh, I sure do. And, you know, this is a great uh, opportunity for us to give your listeners an example based on your dreams of how the obvious message can be right there if you'll just step back and look at it. Now, you are... Figuring out the navigation systems of a plane. You have an idea based off of previous dreams that the plane is taking you to this big goal or destination that you have in mind for your life. So what does it then mean to fix the navigation system? What that if you think about the term navigating your life or navigating toward the goal? you start with that kind of idea and then you apply it to the dream and you go, okay, well, what is navigating? What that's really doing is having a sense of where I'm going and knowing how to get there. So it seems like the dreams have progressed and it's showing you maybe the dream was based off of the work that you did during the day. You decided that you were going to make a schedule for your blogging and for writing your next book and, you know, these other activities that you can do every day. So what you were really doing is, is you are charting to your destination. You are navigating to your destination and you're figuring it out as you go, which is then translated into the dream as figuring out the navigation systems of a plane. That's really cool. Now for the Marine part of it, you know, that could be here's another great example of the ways that you can take imagery from dreams and break it down into the simplest ideas. What are Marines? They are people who are disciplined. They are people who take action. They are people who are on the front lines. So you take those ideas, those associations, and you ask yourself, well, you know, how am I being disciplined? How am I on the front lines? How am I stepping out in front? And then you also said the college students. Well, what are college students doing? The the idea of learning is very closely associated with college students. So you could be, in a sense, back in college in the sense of that you're still learning as you go. So it seems like all of these ideas can then wrap up together with what's going on and with your life pretty cool, huh?
1: it is pretty cool, I mean, and it's really you know i don't I, I of course would have never gotten all that without your help, but I think with practice, like you know kind of what you did was you stepped back and you looked at the big picture and you took out just you know, some components, like you didn't try to analyze too much at once. Like you took the concept of the Marines, the concept of the navigation, the concept of the airplane, the concept of the um, college students. And it really became not formulaic, but, but kind of formulaic. Like if you just put these down, if you wrote four of those on an index card, you know, just those words and kind of rearranged them on your desk, you could, you could get a message from that. Like it could be that simple.
2: Well, that in my dreams one, two, three system of dream interpretation, I. I advise you to break down your dream into its pieces and parts and look at them individually and then build back up the interpretation. So when you have something like an airplane or you have Marines or college students, you look at them individually and you just generate ideas. Uh, In dream psychology, they call it making associations. And this goes all the way back to Sigmund Freud and Carl Jung when they sort of pioneered these methods for interpreting dreams they would begin with, well, what are your associations with the different parts of the dream? And then you you start taking those pieces and seeing how they fit together into a picture, or think of it as putting together the pieces of a puzzle. So this is how you do it. You break it down into its parts, and then you build up the interpretation. And you really, as you build up the interpretation, what you're really looking for are ways that these pieces and parts fit together with your life. And I kind of think of it as a detective that is following clues so that you can you know like piece to everything together and you make sort of hypotheses you go okay well if i'm flying on a plane and i'm trying to figure out a navigation system could that mean that i'm navigating forward in my life so then you look for other clues in the dream that have the same hint and here's the hint the really thing that sandra that uh, you already know what your dreams mean because You've made up these stories in the back in your mind somewhere. So really what you're trying to do while you're interpreting a dream is remind yourself what you already know. And when you already know something, there's a different approach to it. You can really follow your feelings and your hunches and your intuitions. You don't necessarily need to like really analyze most dreams what you can usually do is kind of ask yourself questions and then search your feelings and go okay well does this fit together does this feel right and oftentimes that will lead you to the right um the the correct meaning of the dream
1: we're visiting with j.m debord today the topic is using dreams to create success in your life we're going to have some strategies for creating success after the break
0: Women Voters reminds you that on Election Day, we are all equal. Please join your friends and neighbors by registering to vote and going to the polls November 8th. Visit www.vote411.org to find out who will be on your ballot and how the voting process works in your community. This election is about our future. And we all need to weigh in. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette
2: Hammond.
3: A common problem for older adults is loss of balance. The chance of mortality is much higher if you have osteoporosis and you fall and break a bone. So concentrate on exercises that build the muscles at the hip, abdomen, and back because these help maintain your balance and support your spine. Pilates, tai chi, and yoga are all good exercise programs to include with your cardio work because they help improve balance and flexibility and promote better awareness of the mind and body. Weight-bearing exercises, especially weight lifting, will build bone and can even help regain lost bone density. Add balance exercises to your workout now so that as you age, balance does not become an issue for you. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. To hear other fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at www.annettehammond.com.
1: Hey guys and dolls, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with J.M. DeBoard and we are talking about dreams. And we're talking about letting our dreams guide us in our non-dreaming lives and our professional lives to have greater job success and a greater understanding of what we're supposed to be doing. Um, When I was an executive uh, in the real estate industry and in the entertainment industry, uh, JM, I had a lot of night terrors. I had a lot of nightmares. And you know, everybody just said, oh, it's because you're, you know, your are type A personality, you're so high stress, you're so stressed out, blah, blah, blah. And now looking back, I think about, you know, my running my multimedia company and, you know, producing uh radio shows, educational radio and, you know, to inform and enlighten people. So I feel really good about what I do. I don't have these nightmares anymore. In fact, I have I have forward thinking dreams, you know, like you talked about like the leadership, the navigation, like what am I going to do next? And I'm excited about the future versus having my Sunday night. Like I used to like Sunday nights I'd plan for my week and I could feel like my blood pressure rise. I could feel myself tense up and, you know, I just knew like it was like a prize fighter waiting for that match coming, you know, get shot out of a cannon Monday morning and then just, ah, Um, yeah. And I'm so glad that I don't live that life anymore. I'm so thankful uh, that I was able to create this entrepreneurial existence that I have, where I can work at my own pace and I can feel better about what I do. Not that what I didn't that I didn't in corporate America was valuable and important, and it was really good, JM, and I was very successful and made a lot of money, but it wasn't serving me in the way what I do serves me now. And maybe if I had paid attention to all those nightmares, things would be different.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You know, it seems like you really got the message and, um, your dreams can provide, you know, you don't necessarily have to analyze every dream down to every detail and understand every part of it. Night tears are really, and nightmares are really kind of getting the message across to you. And, you know, that there was something about your, job that was stressing you out to the point where your system was getting overloaded by this energy. Now it was probably very valuable for you to get that experience and that is what you were able to carry forward into the next stage of your life and your career. Dreams are very good at pointing these things out to you and letting you know when is the time to make this change. Either because the time is ripe for it or because the old ways of doing things are no longer sustainable. That's often what a nightmare is telling you or at least a recurring or chronic sort of nightmare situation is, is that there's something going on in your life that's untenable and it really, it needs to change. You know, I know someone who was a, um, uh, a PR executive. She actually worked for her family firm and she was working her way up the ladder after she got out of college and, you know, went through the, uh, Got all of her education so that she could pick up and uh, and start working in this career and she was you know already up the ladder pretty far after a few years. And she was having recurring dreams about being in the water, you know, like being in the ocean and she would see these manta rays and stingrays and she would be really fascinated by them. And she felt really good in the water and she felt like there was something that was calling her there. So after a lot of reflection on this, sometimes you really can resist, you know, where you're you're being called in a different direction. But you're going, hey, well, I've already worked my way up to this point and I've got a reputation in the industry and, you know, things are going along well. If I switch gears now, what will that mean for my career? Will I have to put off having children or buying a house? And, you know, you can really fill yourself full of doubts, um, even though, you know, deep inside that you're being pulled in this other direction for a good reason. Well, this woman, she went back to college and she studied marine biology and she specialized in manta and stingrays and the other types of rays. And then when she got out of college, she went in a completely different direction than public Public relations and she started uh, working in the water, and she found that that was where she was being called to all along by her dreams. And she knew it deep inside, but it just took her a while because, hey, you know, you're going into the family business. It's a very successful business, and you're on the fast track to lead this company at some point. It's very tempting to say, "Well, this is where I'm going to keep going because this is where I have the best chances of success." But if your dreams lead you in another direction, there's a reason why. Dreams have this ability to be able to step back and see the big picture of your life. They also can see ahead to the probabilities for the future that you aren't really aware of yet, but they can look forward for you and tell where the best place is for you to end up. And they start sending you the clues in your nightly dreams that say, "Okay, there is an opportunity for you coming up here, and I know this is going to be good for you, but I really need to get this message across to you. So I'm going to keep sending you these clues. I'm going to send you these dreams for this lady. It was I'm going to put you in the water night after night, and I'm going to show you these beautiful sea creatures and you're going to respond to it with this very deep feeling of longing to be to make that picture that she had in the dreams to make them reality for her. And it gave her enough confidence to say, "Okay, I can go ahead and make this change. I can take four years out of my career and I can go back to college and then I can make this big change. And you don't really know until you get there but if you make that leap of faith you'll find that you end up where you belonged all along
1: well and that's something that you know i wanted to ask you about like you know this you know like a dream versus a premonition or like you know because sometimes in my dreams you know when i was in my 20s jam i wrote a lot of romances i wrote for some of the big you know romance publishing houses under a bunch of pseudonyms and then over the years, I've toyed with like, well, should I go back to writing romance? Should I write these love stories, these romantic comedies, blah, 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 you know, and I buy these books that, you know, are, you know, how to how to make a great plot, like I buy all these things. And then yet, when I sit down to do them, I feel nothing like, you know, and I always thought it was just because I went through a bad divorce, it like killed my mojo for my, you know, heart writing, but then I have these dreams and it's always in the future. Like I'm in my sixties, you know, teaching at some college in this dream with clapboard houses. So I feel like I'm up on the upper East coast, like new England, you know, where I was raised. And then I see my name on book covers like Maeve Binchy and Danielle Steele, like these, you know, romance writers I grew up with. Um, And I went to journalism school, which is funny, because originally I got into the creative writing program at Northwestern and switched to journalism because my family was very practical and we needed to eat um, and have a job and a skill. Um, Is that something that my soul is saying, like, okay, don't forget this? Or maybe it's not time since I'm not actively writing in my dream and I see myself older?
2: Well, I think that we... uh... As a species, we humans, we need meaning in our lives. We need purpose and we need fulfillment and satisfaction. And your your dreams are going to look at you in your life. You know, your dreaming mind has been there since day one, and it does not have any illusions or blind spots or ego turf to defend. It is really kind of neutral in that sense. All at once is what's best for you. So if it knows that you're on a path that is not going to lead you to that meaning or fulfillment, then it is going to help you to A, get the message and B, figure out where it is that you need to be, that you're going to find those things that you really want. Now, I also find that dreams can show you probabilities for the future, and it works on a two level kind of way. One is, is that it can just sort of plant ideas in your mind. You know, you are far from that point where you're, you know, you're in your six, And, you know, but you're already envisioning this part of your life and you're seeing where you want to be. You can see yourself geographically on the East Coast. You know, you can see yourself what you're going to be doing. You're going to be teaching. You're going to be writing, you know. Now, of course, it's up to you to decide if those things are what you really want. But look at your feelings when you're in the dream and you see yourself living that life. There's something about you that is attracting you to it. So on that level, you can start taking steps now to decide, well, if that's what I want in the future, then I can go ahead and take those day to day steps that will help me to get there. Now, there is a deeper layer to this. And this is really just my theory about it. After years of studying dreams and the phenomena of precognition, which is the ability to gain information through just call it sort of an extrasensory perception. Dreams are not tied to this present moment in time the same way that your conscious mind is. Dreams can look back into the past, they can look forward into the future. And the future is what in in physics, in quantum physics. Um, They call it a probability wave. What it means is, is that all probabilities for the future come together as this sort of package. And through intelligent observation, you decide which one of those probabilities are going to become reality for you. And so you have in your dreams the ability to be able to look ahead and decide which probabilities you want to come true for you. Usually that is very much disguised in symbolism and in story. It's like you're an actor that has been dropped into this story and you have a basic outline of it, but you are kind of riffing as you go. And as that actor, as you make choices based off of the dream story, you are actually determining which probabilities for your future will actually become your reality. Now, of course, I can't prove this yet, but we do know that in in quantum mechanics and physics that the intelligent observation is what makes the quantum soup of probability actually define itself. And we now the... Some physicists say that this is only working at the particle level, that people are not determining the future based off of observation. But I've listened to some very, very smart people, uh, very smart physicists who've said, actually, we are using our intelligence, our consciousness to determine what is going to happen in the future, not only for ourselves individually, but for our families, our communities and perhaps as uh, as an entire species. We are deciding how we're going to what the future is going to hold for us. So dreams are a very, very powerful and potent way of helping you to build the future for yourself, both in a practical sort of way, as I explained before, but also in this sort of mysterious quantum sort of way.
1: Well, and that thank you, because that supports my Barnes and Noble habit. Because when I have these dreams, I'm inspired to go in and pick up books of great writers that I've loved or do love now. And I pick up these books on plot and story and structure, even though I have no intention of writing at this time in my life, I feel that I'm preparing for this. And when I do this, I feel peace like, you know, my dreams prod me to some urgency and then I go to the bookstore or I buy a journal or I start plotting out stories that I'm going to write for the future. And that seems to alleviate it. And then when I get too caught up in my multimedia business and my radio stuff, I get that dream again. And then it prompts me to to continue. But it's very gentle and it's very subtle. And if I was really like whipping around, like sometimes I get really crazy between the kids and work and my dad and the dogs and, you know, and I'm going, going, going. It's that dream that that gentle reminder of like, hey, this is important to you. You know, the ocean is important to you. Writing and teaching is important to you. And though I do some of that in my day to day operations and I do live close to the beach, I don't get there as often as I like. And I love that we can have these discussions and deconstruct some of these things because I know I'm not the only one. We'll be back after the break.
0: It's the Fitness
2: Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond.
3: Did you know that the average teenager drinks twice as much soda as milk? Since 1983, sugar consumption in the U.S. is up 28%. Why is that? There are several reasons, but one of the most common is soft drinks. 20-ounce beverages have become the norm, and it's not surprising to find that 43% of our sugar comes from drinks. Sugar is blamed for poor nutritional diets. USDA data shows that people whose diets are high in added sugar eat less calcium, fiber, iron, protein, and many other important nutrients. Fat-free foods are also a culprit. Since sugar is fat-free, many people tend to think it's okay to eat as much as they want. Remember that just because a food is fat-free does not mean that it's calorie-free also. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond.
2: This is the TokiNet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge.
0: It's marching down the If you're like me, sometimes you have trouble choosing between being a couch potato or going out. Hey, it's a big decision for us scabberlatchers. A scabberlatcher or a ragabash is another word for a lazy person. Well... A couple from California seems to have solved the problem by inventing a motorized sofa. You may think they're just spinning their wheels, but people have spotted the couple cruising down the street on their drivable Davenport in West Los Angeles and Santa Monica. No word yet on the couple's identity, but a man claiming to be a relative said, it's all well within the norm for his fun-loving cousin. I don't know if this Chesterfield on wheels is street legal, but either way, I think the police would have to put up quite a chase before they could coach him. It's words you never I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Take care of Bill.
1: You know, I wish the listeners could listen during the commercial breaks because that's where so many of the good guts are, uh, at least for me. And so I'd like to take um, that conversation jam that we just had on commercial break and and bring it to the airwaves. And I'd like to frame it in that kind of writing, teaching dream I had and and you can illustrate some of those points that you brought up about you know utilizing different parts of the dream and not having to necessarily analyze every single bit of it in this specific dream that is recurrent um I'm older I'm in my 60s and I always get to wear white I wear like a straw hat and you know I look like I stepped out of the pages of you know one of those fancy uh TV movies on the C- Cape Cod but I I'm always dressed in white Or cream and I have the straw hat and I have my bag of books and I'm going to and from my home that overlooks the water and it's a it's a little cottage that overlooks the ocean where I do my writing and I'm I know I'm always coming from university having taught my class and. The house is always the same. It's a clapboard, you know, with a wood fence. It's wood. It's got white roses, which I I actually planted out by my pool because those floribundas with lots of white roses. I don't know. It made me feel good. But all of the imagery in this dream makes me feel good. And when I walk into the house, it's very simply furnished with a lot of painted wood furniture, you know, very rustic cottage and I put my book bag down, and I pick out these books, and my name is on these. They're on these books, and I'm a published author, so it's not like I haven't had my name in print before. And I worked for a newspaper for many years, so name in print there. But I put my book down, and it's always like a flowered kind of cover with my name in there, and I think like, oh, I'm the new Maeve Binchy, and it's always the same <laughs> author. Like, it's really and that's that's my dream. Like, there it is. And I wake up smiling. I wake up happy. And that's usually what causes me to go to the bookstore or the reason I have Adirondack chairs by my California pool with my big, you know, floribunda white rose bushes that draw every bee in Southern California to my pool and like throws rose petals in my pool, which is great for romance, but not great for the pool filter.
2: Hey, yeah, that is awesome. You know, this is a great example how you can take the imagery from your dreams and make it part of your life. You know, when you saw those white roses in your dream, there was something in you that really responded to it positively. So you can take things like, you know, the colors that you see, the styles of furniture, um, the animals that you see in your dreams, and you can surround yourself, your daily life with these things. Now, if you see a bear in your dream, it doesn't mean you're going to go out and be Grizzly Adam and have a pet bear or anything but you can have like a bear figurine or you see a cool t-shirt that has a bear on it you know and you go okay well i'm gonna connect with this in ways it's gonna remind me of the dream um i know somebody who was dreaming about a caged tiger and she uh wanted to let the tiger out of the cage and we talked back and forth about the dream for a while and what we figured out is is that she Is the tiger or was the tiger that was in the cage. And it was because she, in her family life, was not allowed to express the true person that she was inside. And she felt like she was being kept in a cage. And think of a bear, all that strength and potential of that bear. But instead, it's inside. Or, sorry, did I say bear? I meant tiger. Uh, That tiger that's in the cage. So, what she did was she got a tiger eye pendant and she wore it around her neck so that she could remind herself that she is that tiger and she wants to get out of that cage because in the dream that's what she's trying to do now, your dream symbols are loaded with potential energy, and we know from basic science that potential energy is there. It's waiting to be set loose, and all you really need to do is sort of set it in motion. Think of the big boulder that's at the top of the hill, and it's right there on the edge, and all you got to do is give it a little push, and then it's going to go over the hill, and it's going to start rolling, and it's going to get momentum. This is the same thing. Your dream imagery, the symbols in your dreams are loaded with energy, and all you got to do is give them a little push to get in the right Direction, It doesn't mean that you always have to analyze every dream and understand every part of it. You can connect on an intuitive and emotional level with the dream imagery and you can pull it into your life. If you see a color in the dream that makes you feel good, maybe you can paint your bedroom or your living room in that color or you wear that color. Like you in that dream, you see yourself wearing white and cream and with the big straw hat on. If it was my dream or dreams, then I would start wearing white and cream. And I would start wearing that hat and you see yourself with the books and you can go, okay, I see my name on these books. Well, you know, how can you connect with that and make it, um, something that is, um, you know, like very much a part of your daily life? Uh, How can you continue practicing as a writer so that when the time comes, you can, you know, when you're ready to get back into writing again, you'll have all of the knowledge that you need. You'll have ideas. Maybe you've got journals that you've been keeping and you can refer back to the journals and go, Oh yeah. Okay. I thought of this a few years ago, but I just reminded myself and I can use this as part of my next book. You know, all of this stuff is coming up in your dreams. And if you track them by journaling them, um, you can use it as a sort of diary and then you refer back to it. I know a lot of really good writers who um, use their dreams as fodder for deciding what they're going to write and sometimes very specifically, not just the subjects and themes, but they can very specific ideas they bring forth, you know, outlines for chapters and stuff like that. All of that information comes to them in their dreams. I know as a writer that this happens for me sometimes too so you know sandra you've already caught on to this you are using your dreams as a life coach on a nightly basis you are going into this dream world and you're pulling out all of these you know all of this imagery and you're pulling out these ideas and you're connecting with the feelings from the dream and i would bet I would bet that you are going to find yourself in the future, that you're going to be teaching those classes at the university, that you're going to see your name on these books, you know, that you're going to have that clapboard house on the East Coast or wherever it is. Or maybe you have the strangest looking house in Southern California, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you bring Cape Cod to, uh, you know, to to Southern Cal. Uh, but either way, you can make your dreams your you, this is how you live your dreams and make them come true. You know, these sayings have been so overused by, you know, marketing and advertising that people forget that there really is wisdom and truth to them. When you say live your dreams, what does it really mean? Well, it means make them part of your daily life. You can make dream work part of your daily life by keeping a journal and going through the steps of interpretation and stuff like that. But you can also look at the, you know, pull imagery and ideas out of your dreams that can make this, you know, that that is also a way of living your dreams you know you may not have the house on the east coast where you can sit and do your writing you know not yet but i bet there's a b and b somewhere out there where you belong sitting out there on the back patio overlooking the ocean you know and the next time you have a vacation maybe you're looking for this place maybe it's a specific place or maybe it's a type of place i do know people who have seen locations in their dreams that they have never visited before and they end up in that place at some time in the future This is what deja vu, at least in part, what deja vu really is, is remembering a dream that told you where you were going to be in the future and what was going to happen in the future. But you don't remember it until you're actually living in the moment. That is what that tingly feeling of deja vu when you recognize, hey, why is this so familiar to me? Why is this location that I'm in so familiar? Why did the thing that just happened or the conversation that I just had or I'm having right now, why do I feel like this has happened before? It's because you saw it already in your dreams. This is a very, very powerful tool for creating a future for yourself that you really want because your dreams have looked ahead and they've said, "Okay, I've got ideas for you. Now it's up to you to take the steps to get there. And if you do take those steps, you're going to end up in the place where you really want to be.
1: Now is this like future memory?
2: Well, um explain to me future memory.
1: Like future memory because I get confused between the concept of future memory and um and like déjà vu and premonition. And future memory is that concept of like you know I've been here before. I I remember this, but it's it's that whole quantum like all time exists at the same time. So it's happening in this future um but you're experiencing it now and you're seeing this future memory and it's very clear to you that that's where you're going
2: yeah that's the idea you know when when we talk about all time being past present and future all being sort of one um what we're really meaning and this is i've really delved into this to try to understand this because the, when you start to think well if the future's already predetermined then what happens to free will you know and what i found is is that The future is probability. It's like an outline of a story, and you are able to go into that outline and determine the individual details. And if you really want to change the outline of the story, you can do that with a tremendous effort of will. You can decide that that future is going to be different. Now, I know people who've had um, experiences of being in car accidents or plane accidents, and they see it in their dreams, and they decide that they're going to take action to help to change that future. There's a guy named Ian Wilson in Canada. He's a a dream researcher, and um, he said that he had this dream that he was going to be out in – he was driving in the snow. And he had his daughter in the car with him, and they came up to a stop sign, or it was a stop sign or intersection, and he saw this truck coming the other direction. And in the dream, the truck T-bones right into the car, and he realizes at the last moment, it's just hit the driver's side, it's going to kill me, and my daughter's going to grow up without a father. So... Even though he lived in Canada, he'd never bought the snow tires with the great big studs on them. He'd always just sort of bought the average sort of, you know, snow tires. But he decided he was going to get the very best snow tires in the world. And he put them on his car. He said it was the first time in, in many years of driving in the snow up there that he'd made this decision. So what happens a few weeks later? He's driving along. He's got his daughter in the car with him. He's coming up to an intersection. He presses on the brakes and he hits black ice. This was a detail I left out before on accident. He actually, in the dream, he pressed on the uh, brakes and his tires didn't catch the, uh, you know, because he was on black ice. And it skidded him out into the intersection. And that's when he got T-boned by the truck. So his life is now playing out this way. He's coming up to the intersection. He steps on his brakes. He hits the black ice. He starts to skid. He looks over to his left. He sees the truck coming to the intersection. He realizes he's about to get T-boned. And what happened was, is his fancy new tires caught just enough grip to be able to slow down his car just enough that the truck went through the intersection instead of slamming into the side of him. So he was able to avoid that future of, you know, that accident because he took the warning from his dream and decided to act upon it. Isn't that wild?
1: That is crazy. Uh oh. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little reverb here because I had to restart um, on my end, so I apologize for that. Um, We will be back after the break with more from J.M. DeBoard, and we want to thank Skype for this crazy interruption in today's show. (laughs) I think we're conjuring up all sorts of things from the future, J.M. We'll be back after the break. More with J.M. DeBoard.
2: Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. This is the TokiNet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge.
0: Traditions vary around the world. Citizens of Finland visit the sauna on Christmas Eve. And listen to the national piece of Christmas radio broadcasts. Norway is the birthplace of the Yule log cake. And in Greece, many people believe in goblins that cause mischief during the 12 days of Christmas. Captain John Smith drank the first eggnog in his 1607 Jamestown settlement. Nog comes from the word grog, which refers to any drink made with rum. Since Christmas arrives in Australia in the middle of summer, Jingbangs or crowds of Aussies celebrate at the beach with beer and Skittles. This is the time each year where we have to climb up to the sky parlor or attic to fetch our Christmas lights. What's the word for decorating till we're about to collapse? flip floppas. It's Words You word. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Taking care of people.
1: Hey guys and dolls, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with J.M. DeBoard and J.M. for those who are totally interested in finding out more about you and you know buying your books and you know uh, following you on Reddit and and your website um, because I think this is one thing that you get better at. You know the more you learn, the more you listen to analysis and I'm sure there's some trends in dreaming that are pretty common so you could kind of fast track by reading your books or checking your Um, presence out online. Where should people find you?
2: Well, you know, you can start with J.M. DeBoard, D-E-B-O-R-D. And, you know, if you use your favorite search engine, it'll pull up a lot of different resources, such as my books and my uh, blog, which is at dreams123.net. I have been blogging there for many years, and I have a lot of information about dreams there. It really gives you a good idea of my approach to this is how you understand dreams. And I also address specific topics such as remembering dreams and stuff like that. Now, I do have a book coming out. I worked on it for two years. It's called the Dream Interpretation Dictionary, uh, Symbols, Signs, and Meanings. It just became available for pre-order on Amazon. So if you type uh, Dream Dictionary, uh, Dream Interpretation, dictionary, excuse me, interpretation is important because there are a lot of dream dictionaries out there, but what I've done is I've actually uh, worked the guide for interpretation into the dictionary entries. So I have a separate guide that you can read, and then you go into the dream dictionary. You wake up in the morning, you're like, well, I dreamed about an airplane, I dreamed about a famous person, and I dreamed about a soldier. Okay, well, how does this all fit together? I give you the advice about, well, this is how you look at your dream as a story. You break it down into its parts, and then answer analyze each separately, come up with ideas about what it could mean, and then you paint it together into this big picture. You can look them up individually in the dictionary part of it, and the dictionary has reminders of the things that you learn from the dream guide itself. So it's a very ambitious project, and uh, it's available now. Go to Amazon, check it out. Check me out at dreams123.net. I also have dreams123.com where I have some longer guides to dreaming and uh, dream interpretation. I have not updated it a long time and I'd like to have a chance to knock out that material a little bit before, you know, people really start to follow it. It's good information. It just you know as a writer, you're always wanting to put your best foot forward and you know um, that stuff really needs some re-editing before I uh, I really present it publicly um, but it's there if you're welcome to take a look at it you can also go to dreams.reddit.com that's R-E-D-D-I-T now I'm known there as Rad Owl and I am also known as the reddit.com Dreams or dream expert and it's because for the last six years I have been cutting my teeth there you know I did a lot of study of dreams and I did a lot of practice in my own life and helping friends and stuff like that that but when I went to Reddit and I discovered that they had a dreams forum this was a long time ago what 2010 um, I started talking with people about their dreams and just as almost kind of like a hobby but I also wanted to see is this where I belong in my life do I really have the talent and ability at this that I think I have if so I will know by the responses I get and the responses were incredible you know, not only was I kind of accurately able to help people understand their dreams, but just, you know, the the response that I got from them really encouraged me. And it said, OK, I have a knack for explaining this in really simple and clear terms that kind of, you know, let's go of all the jargon. You know, many dream interpreters have a school that they follow and, you know, they'll they're I'm a Freudian or I'm a Jungian or I I follow Gestalt or whatever it is. And, you know, they They don't, they, they have an ax to grind and I don't have any ax to grind. Now, um, You know, my dreams did lead me to this. This is odd. You know, I'm a dream interpreter, right? And I'm an author. So you would figure that my dreams would give me some kind of clue that this was where I should end up in my life. And in an odd sort of way, what my dreams told me was, is that the avenue that I was pursuing at the time was not getting me to where I wanted to be in my life. I was living in San Francisco in the Upper Haight neighborhood, and I started work at a famous local landmark hotel. And um, I was uh, told that I was going to work my way up to be the manager of this place. And so I was kind of starting off by learning all the different, you know, departments. And uh, it, this place was a disaster. And I on the about the third day, I woke up from a dream where I was in a department store and I was looking for a jacket for work. And I found the jacket, and I was like, okay, this is good enough. And I went to the counter to pay for it, and the the sales clerk rings up a number, and I realized that it is every penny that I have in my checking account at the time. I had been to the ATM in the last few days or checked my bank statement or whatever, and I knew exactly how much money I had in my checking account, and this was the The cost of the jacket was every penny I had in my checking account. So now, you know, hey, dream interpreter, what does that mean, right? Well, you know, you're buying a jacket for work. A jacket is a covering that you put over you. This new job in the hotel was sort of a wrapping around the inner me. It was an outer identity. You know, I tell people, hey, I got this job at a hotel and I'm going to be the manager. Well, now how do they know Jason? they know i'm jm or jason how do they know jason well they know jason now as the hotel manager at a famous landmark hotel in san francisco well hey that's not such a bad life or you know that's a good thing to do right well it wasn't right for me and what it's telling me is in the dream when i have to pay for the jacket with everything i have in my saving or my checking account what it's really telling me is is that i was going to have to give everything i have to be able to do this job i knew it after a few Days and I realized how dysfunctional the environment was. And so, you know, I was, uh, I, I knew that I was going to have to tap all of my inner resources, my inner bank account. I knew I was going to have to give every resource to make this job happen. So, I decided that day I I had a bad day at work I went home and I started writing the introduction to Dreams 123 which was my first book about dreams I'd had the experiences on Reddit that told me that I was really good at this and I was also already an author but I hadn't been able to break into the publishing book publishing yet I'd worked in journalism too like you and so it all came together for me and it was because of that dream the dream was really telling me what I where I didn't belong and by process of elimination I figured out where I really did belong So, you know, I hope that helps your listeners As they're out there deciding, hey, I don't want to Do my job anymore either
1: <laughs> Well, but uh, I think, you know, that's It's, you know, it's tough Because you're trying to You know, many of us have families And, and you know, families can include two-legged And four-legged kids, we've all got to Pay the bills, like that's, that's, you know A given um, But all of that practical stuff Can really overshadow Our wants and desires. And we can get so kind of dialed into this is what I should do. This is what I have to do. Um, Not, hey, you know what, I might be able to do this, but in a different way. And I think that's what dreams help us see.
2: Yeah, they do. And I want to make clear to your audience out there that you just because you dreamed about something doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to be successful in the way that you want it to be. Um, You know, my first book, I went out and I wrote it and, you know, I I got an advance on the book. It was pretty modest and um, I never really made any money off of it, but it did tell me that I was in a place where I belonged and the book ended up acting as a sort of business card to help to open up other doors where I could generate that income so just because you dream about something doesn't mean that it's going to be this spectacular success but if you dream about it and you follow it you really you know you are the side of this equation that has to make these decisions the dreams can kind of point you in the right direction but it doesn't just because you dream about it doesn't mean that you're going to have everything that you want out of it but it did you know like in my case it led to another book and I'm hoping that that book sells well you know of course I am but you know I know someone else who started a television uh, an internet television network based off of it and uh, of a dream that she had and very recently um, they went on hiatus because things weren't quite working out they weren't getting the advertisers they needed now it might just be that she has more work to do before her dreams come true but I think if you ask her was this worth doing even if The whole operation ends up shutting down. Was it worth doing for you? And I think that most people and I think she would say I had to take a shot at this because what I was doing before wasn't really working for me. So I had this dream and I had to follow it. And sometimes it takes that first time following your dreams and then not getting to the success that you want to then have the next idea arise because what you're doing is you're showing that you're putting faith into this you're saying i believe in this and i have faith in it i trust it and even if it doesn't work out the first time it might work out the second or the third time and you will eventually get to that point where you're successful and not only are you successful You're successful at doing something that you really want to do as opposed to doing something that's just earning an income for you.
1: Well, and I think that's, that's one of the things, especially as we get older, and we start paying off some things, you know, you pay off a mortgage, you pay off your kids, I mean, you get them, you know, enough into college, like I look at how different my life will be, you know, 10 years from now, you know, 10 years from now, my kids will be in their 20s. And, you know, I'll still be young. And, you know, who knows if I'll be single or married, but um, dreams help me also, like, I just want to talk a little bit, oh, I guess we don't have time, but I wanted to talk about daydreams like how daydreams influence us you want to bring us down to the 30 and tell us
2: yeah i sure will you know you're you're the same part of the mind that you use to for a daydream your imagination is also the same part or should i say parts of the mind that are used to create your dreams so you can use your dreams as the basis for then extending them while you're awake you can it's called active imagination technique and what you're doing is you're taking imagery from the dream and you're making it you're actively directing it towards where you want to go if your dream leaves off with you you know landing Hawaii for your vacation and you're just reaching the beach with your uh, drink in your lawn chair and you wake up because your alarm goes off and now you get to run off to work. Well, later that day, maybe it would be good to picture yourself back in the dream and connect with that. Why were you dreaming about being in this great vacation place? Because you needed a sense of ease, you know, so you use your imagination to hear the waves, to smell the salt water, to see the uh, cocktail server bringing you your favorite beverage or whatever it is you know do the, the point was is that by bringing that imagery to mind you're going to help your body and nervous system to relax and you can use your daydreams to imagine what you want in the future and uh, to picture the life that you want and especially to connect with it on a feeling level this is very important for manifesting your desires is you not only picture it and it's not just a head activity it's a heart activity and if you can connect with it on a feeling level and you can see it in a daydream, then you can really make the possibility for it come closer to you. You draw these things to you through the law of attraction by imagining them. Your dreams and your imagination are using the same areas of your brain. So if you use your imagination to sort of dream the life that you want and you really hold on to it and connect with it at a feeling level, Sandra, the odds are very likely that you're going to end up making your dreams come true in the very realist sort of sense. We'll
1: be back again next week with more great episodes of Coach Talk Radio. Thank you, J.M.
0: DeBoard. We'll be back again next week. For listening, On behalf of Sandra Beck, we want you to get out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and techniques on Coach Talk Radio.